Chapter 29 Outside The first thing Nix noticed was light. The world seemed brighter. Although the clouds still blocked the sun, a strange glow suffused everything and wrapped itself around her. Nix felt good. Not just good. Incredible. No pain at all. But she hadn't really been hurting before, had she? Back in her body, it hadn't been pain so much as discomfort. She had always felt a little short of breath, she realized now, and there had always been a lot of pressure on her joints. There was something else. The head. Yes, she noticed that the slightest hint of a headache she'd lived with for so long was now only a memory. These little things had never seemed to bother her before, but now that she was free of them, it felt as if someone had finally stopped torturing her. Why hadn't she noticed all this yesterday when she fell onto the stage? Had she been too distracted by auditions to even feel how wonderful this was? Nix caught herself rising a little. Her head nearly touched the tree branches. Flying. Had she actually caused the upward movement? Nix thought to look down but realized she could already see below her, and above her, and in every other direction. The sudden comprehension of her staggering field of vision almost made her woozy. Without so much as a head turn, Nix could see Jordan sitting on the grass below her, and the leaves in the branches above her. She could also see Amy through the window with the refrigerator door open. This had to be some sort of hallucination. Jordan had put shrooms in her cereal. But were drug-induced visions this vivid? Nix's mind struggled to process the next revelation. Somehow she was watching herself. Not only the lifeless body in the hammock, but also the person that was her, floating three feet above the ground. How was that possible? It was like looking at her reflection in some fantastic three-dimensional mirror from all sides at once. Except, there was no mirror. For a few moments, she simply watched her body, moving and flexing. If she looked, she could even see her own face. That really startled her. Although there was no question the face was hers, it looked much older and thinner. In fact, now that she examined herself more closely, the rest of her seemed to be missing some padding as well. Whether this was her ghost, soul, or whatever, it was the most beautiful thing Nyx had ever seen. Her new body didn't look shimmery or transparent like she would have expected a ghost to look. Instead, her slender limbs seemed quite solid. Nyx? Below her, Jordan shook the shoulder of the fat girl lying in the hammock. Already it felt less like her body than the new one. Did you do it? Jordan asked quietly. Yes, Jordan, I did! The sound that came out of her didn't resonate in her throat as she was used to, but seemed to echo out of the center of her person, like a pulse of rushing air. Jordan, can you hear me? He didn't answer. Nix found herself drifting downward at the mere thought of wishing to be closer to Jordan. It was as if her soul knew what she wanted before she did. Jordan shook the girl's body harder. Okay, I think that's long enough, Jordan said. He wrapped the pressure cuff around Nix's arm and pumped it tight. Thought occurred to Nix. If her fat body was wearing her clothes, what was she wearing? She focused on her slim self and a smile broke across her face. Although the clothes were nearly adult size and made to fit a thinner person, Nix recognized her favorite unicorn shirt and her best pair of jeans. Her feet were bare, and her perfect slender toes almost made her cry. Nix, this isn't right, Jordan watched the needle move smoothly along the pressure gauge. You don't have a pulse, he glanced at the phone, probably debating whether to call an ambulance. Nix moved closer to him. There must be some way to communicate, to tell him not to call, that she was okay. He picked up the phone and began dialing. Jordan, I'm right here, she said her face inches from his. Put down the phone. She had to admit her voice sounded really cool as a ghost. 
Jordan stopped dialing as if he'd been stung. But then, after a moment, he began again. Put down the phone, Nick said louder. I'll return to my body very soon. This time, Jordan looked up into the air. Nix, can you hear me? Oh, this is so stupid. He pushed the flash button and dialed again. Jordan, quit trying to call an ambulance! The phone dropped to the grass. Jordan stared straight ahead, a look of wonder on his face. Nix, was that you or am I totally making it up? Finally, the boy needed to clean the wax out of his ears. I'll be back in one minute, I promise. You can time me. Jordan glanced at his watch with a dazed expression. She didn't know whether he'd gotten any of that, but at least he wasn't reaching for the phone again. And now what? What did ghosts do? First, Nix wanted to see what the world looked like from higher up. Smoothly, as if along an invisible line, Nix rose into the air and turned slowly. The turning was just for effect, since she could already see a full 360 degrees around her at once. Although Nix had never needed glasses, the vision she was experiencing now made her old eyes seem utterly blind. Not only could she see more clearly, and much further than in her old body, she found that as she concentrated on certain parts of her surroundings, others would move into the background. She knew she should be getting back to Jordan soon, but the idea of going back into that fat, useless body revolted her. Anyway, there was so much to figure out. How fast could she travel? She turned her attention to the clouds above her, and before she could think of the instruction, she rocketed into the atmosphere. Moving at that speed was disorienting more than anything. Nix felt no wind or air pressure as she shot higher. It was impossible to tell how fast she was flying. Whatever her current speed, Nix had a feeling she could go faster, but she didn't want to end up in orbit. The landscape disappeared, and all Nix saw was a gray nothing. Then she broke through the clouds. If her heart hadn't been hundreds of feet below her, it would have stopped again. She could have lived a million years and never dreamed anything could be so beautiful. It wasn't the billowing clouds surrounding her like glaciers. It wasn't the stars popping out of the sky like glowing embers. What demanded every bit of her attention was the sun. Nix never wanted to tear her eyes away from it. How could this be? In her old world, the sun was a small yellow glare, harsh and painful to look at. The celestial orb she stared at now wasn't even recognizable, at least three times the size she remembered. The sphere of liquid light dominated the sky, shooting out tendrils of white-hot glass in every direction. It seemed to breathe. The star was ten times brighter, yet she could stare into the center without so much as blinking. It actually felt good to gaze at it, as if her soul somehow metabolized its power. Nix wanted nothing more than to fly toward it and forget herself. She heard something, or rather felt it. Sound sort of vibrated against her. Strangely, she couldn't actually hear anything. Instead, her ghost body interpreted the sound waves as they passed through her. Simply by shifting her concentration, Nyx could locate any one of the vibrations and comprehend its meaning. The one that caught her attention came from Jordan, back on the ground. Over and over. He was yelling her name. Reluctantly, Nyx pulled her focus from the celestial display and dove toward the earth. The clouds parted, and the ground flew up toward her at startling speed. A flicker of doubt crossed her mind. Could she crash? But the instant she arrived at the hammock, her momentum vanished as if it had never been. Amy, get back in the house now, Jordan yelled. Why are you screaming? Amy said. What's wrong with Nyx? With a single thought, Nyx stood next to Jordan. Okay, she said loudly in his ear. I'm going in. Jordan made no sign he had heard, but Nix hovered over the body in the hammock. Ugh, it was hideous. 
Did she really want to go back into that enormous blubbery shell? Being outside was the most incredible experience of her life. Everyone could get along without her, couldn't they? Jordan would be sad, but he'd have Tiago to be best friends with. Her mom probably wouldn't notice. Her dad would be relieved. Who else was there? An odd tingling traveled from her left shoulder to the heel of her foot. What was that? Another started in her head and moved down her spine. Raindrops, falling through her. They felt like weak electrical charges zipping down the length of her body. Nix, where are you? She decided she'd better get back and work out the value of her mortality another time, like when her body wasn't decaying in a rainstorm. Nix lowered herself onto the hammock, but nothing happened. She felt a sort of pull from her body, but something wasn't clicking. She felt her limbs in flashes, as if her body were trying to grab onto its life force but kept losing its grip. The precipitation picked up. Amy screamed at Jordan to bring Nix inside. It was certainly time to stop messing around in the afterlife, but Nix's body was not cooperating. It felt like she was trying to put on a glove as thin as a spider's web. Hadn't she done this every night for years? Hadn't she done this yesterday? But in the auditorium, it had been all emotion and instinct. What she needed to do was stop thinking and act. Jordan yelled her name again and looked around frantically like he didn't know whether to run for help or start mouth to mouth. Nix willed her soul to reattach itself to the body, but nothing happened. She tried positioning herself in exactly the same position as her body, but still, nothing. She could feel the hammock below her now, but every time she moved, her soul detached itself from the flesh. Nix, Jordan moaned, you haven't had a heartbeat for three minutes. Of course. How stupid could she get? She needed to restart her heart. Nix focused on finding the lifeless organ in her cold body. She realized the magnetic pole was strongest right around her chest. She located the most powerful spot and with some difficulty found the doors she'd been manipulating. Using the strange pole as leverage, Nix flexed the muscle with all her might. She knew instantly she'd done it right. An electrical charge struck her chest and the magnetic pole jumped in intensity, sucking her soul back into the blood and tissue. Her omniscient vision vanished and she felt a spasm of unbelievable pain that traveled from her chest through every cell of her body. Each atom inside her burned like it was exploding. And then, it was gone. Her eyes fluttered open. Jordan's face resolved into focus. Nix, you stupid, stupid idiot! That's a little redundant. Mm -hmm.